to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the unflappable Forrest and the unbearable Brent. <laughs> I would have thought you would have went with unusual Brent, just gotten lazy with it. And, yeah, no, I, how dare you assume I would go the lazy route? I know more words. I can look in a dictionary. Hey, I'm being unbearable. That's, that's a good point. And Forrest hasn't said a thing, so he's unflappable. Yes, he's just, yeah, whatever. I could deal. And uh, with that, before the episode begins, we have a few announcements that we uh, want to make right up. First of all, something I... Wanted to mention in the last episode is that I think everyone listening should be listening to Knowledge Fight, which yes. is a podcast dedicated to Alex Jones on its own. And they really go micro because every episode covers one Alex Jones show. Yeah. So it's really intense. <laughs> just and for their we've gotten intro a few... alone is worth it. It's just amazing. <laughs> the <laughs> intro is pretty That's incredible. So funny. Whoever did that was great. And we've gotten we've gotten quite a few listeners from Knowledge Fight, and so we want to return the yes. favor. If you're interested in Alex Jones, you should definitely give them a listen. Also, as always, we have a Patreon account for $1 a month. You get a shout out on the show. And for $5 a month, you get access to our monthly premium episodes. The next one will be released September 9th, thereabouts. And it features Brent's wonderful childhood <laughs> as he prepared for a life of Christian service, which went haywire somewhere. And he'll I let you know all about that. Myself. I'll come back. I'll come back around. Uh, oh. I'm like my 70s. Go to school again. Also, uh, okay. one thing that uh, I've mentioned that we've mentioned before on the past is that we have a Twitch channel, and I have been regularly streaming on there Tuesdays, seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, won't be able to do it this week uh, because I will be out of town. Uh, but after that, the goal is once a week, Tuesday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be streaming. Right now, I'm playing Final Fantasy VI, so yep. if you're into the Damn. retro game thing, you can uh, always head on down, and I definitely want to add more dates and times, just not sure exactly when. If we get enough kids watching Dylan on Twitch, maybe we'll even go to TikTok. I don't know. Ooh, Ooh nice. TikTok. Ooh, that's, that's a rough one. Uh, but if you're interested in the uh, Twitch streaming, I'll be there on Tuesdays. And if there's more dates and times that you would prefer, just let me know and I'll see if I can fit them into the schedule. And links to the Twitch channel, links to our Patreon, links to everything we do can be found on nonedarecallitordinary.com slash links. That's slash links. You'll find everything we do, Twitch, Patreon, every last thing. And also, we uh, made a little change you might have noticed from last episode. We usually end with our final thoughts on the episode. We've switched to doing that at the end of the series, so you don't have to hear us say the same thing over and over again, and so you can hear as little of our opinions as possible, because I know <laughs> that's the least important thing that we do. And right, also, they would be, in this case, a legitimate final thoughts. Yes, final, yeah. final sense of the word. thoughts. We'll never talk about it ever again. Okay, so what are we talking about today, Dylan? Well, today is part two of our Alex Jones series, and we covered the kind of pre-9-11 Alex Jones. He's getting his feet wet in the stream of conspiracies, but this episode is covering just one event, 9-11. I, we could do we could do a whole podcast on Alex Jones's views on 9/11, but we decided to spare you and to keep it to one episode. And the person who had to deal with that this week was Brent. 
And so I think he has more to say about Alex Jones and 9-11. That's right. So in 2002, Alex Jones releases his third film. So it's the Return of the Jedi of the Conspiracy Theory documentary trilogy, actually. And just like Star Wars, he releases a shit ton of other films in the following years. 15 more films to be exact. Wow. But honestly, yeah, 15 more are coming, guys. But honestly, those are nothing compared to the original conspiracy trilogy, which are Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove, Police State 2, The Takeover, and 9-11, Road to Tyranny. I don't know what happened to Police State 1. I don't know. I didn't well, see it. I was about to say. I, yeah, I think we're living in Police State 1 oh. right now, and Alex Jones is just totally bored with that already. He's told us about the bronze <laughs> plaques. That's basically Police State 1. And so he That's wants true. to inform us about what's coming next, what the global elite have in store for us as they enslave all of humanity. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the film begins with dramatic music and clips of the World Trade Center buildings collapsing. The Pentagon destruction, clips from World War II, FDR, George W. Bush smirking, soldiers marching, John Ashcroft with the Nazi flag superimposed on the right corner of the screen, Oklahoma City bombing, a picture of a random building demolition, police tear gassing, protesters, Bill Clinton, Janet Reno, Waco fire, thumbprints, facial recognition graphics, satellites, you know, all the greatest hits. I didn't hear you mention the bronze plaques in there. Was that right. not featured in the no, opening montage? Would've, it would have been really nice, like with all this dramatic, da, 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 and just like this soft music to just like show a nice plaque do, in the do, wilderness. Do, 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 do. Next to a cactus. Nice It'll be break. great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And right away, it's funny because Alex Jones will alternatively blame both the military industrial complex and Wall Street on 9-11. And I do love how they chose for their false flag, Wall Street and the military. Like, I think that's the best, the Pentagon and the World Trade Center. I always thought that was just beautiful. Yeah. So the music builds and builds as we see quick clips of surveillance cameras. Then finally, the music stops and you suspect the documentary will begin. Nope. You suspect wrong. Back to the dramatic music. Flashes of more <laughs> images. <laughs> um, Nelson Mandela, UN bombing, bacteria growing in Petri dishes and random laboratories. Words flashing across the screen. Quote, next, an ID chip planted in your body. Clips of soldiers, then finally a nuclear bomb exploding. Which is always a classic ending in a horror montage. So Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, also, by the way, for the record... I am totally down for getting an ID chip implanted in my body. I mean, I would never have to (laughs) worry about losing my wallet again. Just bring it with me. Yeah. For me, it would certainly help, you know, with my back problems due to my George Costanza size wallet. I have (laughs) hard candy in it. So always good. Dylan's just an NWO shill and he just got him on tape. On tape. It's true. Man, I can... I'll never get a job with QAnon again. So we're waiting for the big man to appear. He finally does. Finally, Alex Jones appears on camera. Quote, hello, I'm Alex Jones, a syndicated radio and television host based in Austin, Texas. And for many years, I've been exposing the criminal activities of the global elite, also known as the New World Order. And this collection of power-mad megalomaniacs has been using a successive string of terrorist events to usher in their corrupt world government. A world government where populations, their own documents show, will be herded into compact cities, will be issued national ID cards, and yes, even implantable microchips. So Jones says in this film that he will show how government used tragic events to enslave their own people, or as he puts it, 
to get the people to exchange liberty for so-called security. You know, I like this so-called security. You know, I think yeah. Jones is slipping a bit. I mean, the founding fathers said that you shouldn't give up liberty for security, so-called or not. I think Alex <laughs> should come out against trading liberty for even legitimate security if he wants my full backing. Seriously. Yeah, because it, it makes it sound like the problem is that it's not real security. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so-called. But it seems like it's the giving away the liberty that's the issue. It's awful. It's, it's, it's the cheap way out, really. Yeah, yeah. So he continues quote why the new world order is pushing all of this we know they want tyranny we know this global government is behind it they're now publicly talking about a new world order and what's their final goal a world population reduction of 80 percent everyone crammed into compact cities and yes the united nations is preparing to release mass plagues on the earth because the elite want the life extension technologies for themselves and they've got to dehumanize us they've got to enslave us here on the global plantation now or they're going to lose control just so we're all aware. He calls the New World Order, quote, megalomaniacal Satanists. Oh. Yeah. I mean, come on. You've already used those terms. Let's, uh, let's not get lazy in your gibberish. Come on. I mean, explains the appeal of Trump for Jones, his love of repetitive gibberish. <laughs> yeah, and this also, man I, does not use a thesaurus. <laughs> I also like this idea that the elite is going to keep all of the life extension technologies to themselves. Yes. And I like how one of the most cutting edge leading uh, foundations for life extension technology Technologies, the SENS Foundation with uh, Aubrey de Grey. I like how they just don't seem to get very much funding or backing from the elite, which is really strange. It seems like they could use a little more money from them. So, it, you know, I don't know what, why they're spending their money on other things. Yeah. Very strange. Well, that's only that's, that's because they've got secret people working on it. They don't want oh, the SENS. Oh, that's for the rubes oh, to waste their hopes on. It's oh, okay. the ruse for the rubes. I get it. <laughs> exactly. So he ends his introduction, pointing his finger at the camera, saying, this is the evidence and it is conclusive. Nine. One one, the road to tyranny. Boom, boom, boom. Dun, dun, dun. So the document starts off showing clips of various wars, while Jones says things like, "quote If there isn't an in- enemy to fight, you have to manufacture one." So Nero torched Rome and blamed the Christians, then tortured the Christians. Holy, sh- you know, honestly, I remember this reminded me of a friend I had who wasn't a Christian that used to always call Christians Crispies, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no Crispy Dan over there." Like, okay, it's like that's uh, kind of brutal, actually. Now I think about what he meant. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh my God! Oh, yeah, God. Nero was pretty brutal, uh, so he probably called them Crispies too. <laughs> So Jones continues, quote, on February 15th, 1898, treason was committed by William McKinley's Navy when they blew up their own ship in Havana Harbor to create a pretext for war with the Spanish government. And Hitler proposedly burned the Reichstag building to take full control of Germany. You know, in all fairness to Hitler, never thought I'd be saying these words. This this (laughs) may be the one horrible thing he was accused of doing that he may not have actually done. So, in fact, according to Goebbels' private diaries, he and Hitler were taken by surprise upon learning about the fire. Mm. And I learned this reading The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, which Alex Jones supposedly read, but apparently not. What a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, he bought the book and read the cover. I don't know if he uh, got beyond that. He liked the up and down narrative of just the title. He didn't like the content of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I've got I've got my fix just reading the title. I don't need to go any further. So the US federal government and military knew that Pearl Harbor would be attacked by the Japanese months before the attacks. Jones says, quote, and now even the History Channel admits, as well as any other historical record, and that Roosevelt, 12 days before, knew the actual date of the attack. 
Okay, okay now. Come on. The History Channel also admits that ancient aliens built the pyramids, so let's just slow the roll here with the yeah. History Channel. Also, I do enjoy how he says, quote, as well as any other historical record. <laughs> like, wow. All right. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's I mean, good. first off, I highly doubt this History Channel documentary said this, but let's assume they did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anyone that uses the History Channel as an authoritative source is just laughable. Oh, I mean, yeah. do you guys remember when it was about legit history? I mean, those were innocent times. Remember that? Those were good Times. And he even he puts them forward because it says even the History Channel <laughs> yeah. like this is the it's not just an authoritative source. It's the pinnacle of authoritative sources. It's like the Bilderberg group of authoritative oh, sources. Wow, it's incredible. The pinnacle. Continuing with the Alex Jones quote here, quote, Roosevelt had campaigned on keeping America out of the war, but his backers have been funding the Japanese war machine for years, as well as funding and encouraging Hitler's blitzkrieg. They needed a global crisis to bring in a global government and the birth of the United Nations. Dun, dun, dun. So just to keep everyone on the same page, this means that the global elite cabal, they were able to coordinate all these different countries to manufacture World War II. Yes. And yet they couldn't manufacture them all just signing the United Nations Treaty right <laughs> off the bat. That was... They were unable to get that far. It was just, uh, you know, just want to make sure everyone realizes that's the state of play right now. Yep. So Alex explains that the elite tried really hard to create a bureaucratic body among nations by starting World War One, but failed. So they needed something more lethal, like a bigger and better world war. <laughs> oh, man. Quote, you see, the global elite had attempted to create a League of Nations at the end of World War One. World War Two had to be bigger on a larger scale so that people would say, give us a global government, protect us from these horrible wars. You know, I really like this revisionist history. World War Two wasn't started by a megalomaniac <laughs> that wanted to kill all the Jews. <laughs> no. Nothing like that. It was a false flag operation yes. to create the UN. And not not only amazing. was it a false flag, it was a false flag redo. <laughs> That's right. Because the previous false flag failed. That is a big failure when you cause World War One and don't get what you want out of it. Like, damn. There, there it's is a false like, flag, false flag. Like the first World Trade Center attack in the early 90s. It wasn't destructive enough. They needed a bigger, better one. They just got to keep going up, moving on up. I'm starting to lose some confidence in the global cabal. <laughs> <laughs> so Jones brings up the Northwoods document. So we needed an excuse to invade Cuba. The U.S. military tossed around the idea of blowing up commercial airlines full of Americans to get people on board to start a nuclear war with Cuba by saying Cuba was behind the attack. They also talked about bombing Washington, D.C. and blaming it on Cuba. They also suggested blowing up their own ship or dressing up U.S. Army soldiers as Cuban workers to attack U.S. soldiers at Guantanamo Bay. You know, cosplay. Yeah, so. In all seriousness, just so everyone knows, Operation Northwoods was a real plan. And it's a huge scandal and the Department of Defense should be forever shamed for it. And it's shit like this that gives credence to Alex Jones's nonsense. Yeah, com that's completely right. I'm. It's What's funny is that the best way to actually get red pilled by this kind of stuff is to just read the legitimate histories of the CIA. And you'll just <laughs> right. you'll like you'll start believing what Alex Jones believes. But like the non insane version, <laughs> which is still evil and awful. Yeah, it's pretty all awful. Right. Still. Yeah. Jones says, quote, President Kennedy had always been a servant of the elite. 
but he was so shocked by the Northwoods document, he signed Executive Order 11110 shortly before his death, announcing he would abolish the Federal Reserve System. He also <laughs> began to, <laughs> to pull us out of Vietnam and signed an order to abolish the CIA. It was at this point he was assassinated. All false. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You see, he had decided to be a leader of the people to defend their interests and the New World Order couldn't allow that to happen. And it's just like how Bitcoin carnivores connect all meat diet to the Federal Reserve. <laughs> Alex Jones connects <laughs> Operation Northwoods to the Federal Reserve. So I like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's really it's it's too bad that John Kennedy was not able to abolish the Federal Reserve in his life because then he would have become the best president of all time. Oh, um, whoa, whoa. Only uh, Andrew Jackson I, would have been in second uh, place because oh, he also eliminated a uh, national sure We have the best president, you know, right now, but that's just a self-proclaimed well, title. Uh, well, we gotta wait and see. Okay. I think in 30 years, when he's when his reign is done, then we'll be able to fully determine. <laughs> just for the record, Kennedy was not planning to abolish the CIA or the Federal Reserve System, and he also wasn't planning on pulling pulling us out of Vietnam. So let's not, what? you know, but Oliver let's Stone not. Uh, yeah, but me. He was he was assassinated so we could say anything we want about what he was planning on doing. It's like there's a famous speech you could look up online and people will call it JFK talks about the New World Order. And he's talking about like this global cabal that's taking over the world. And if you look up the context, he's talking about communism. He's not talking Jesus. about the New World Order. But that's like, dude, these people have fan of communism. These people have taken Kennedy and like, it's, it's amazing how disingenuous they are. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so this is all in the mainstream media, Jones says. Flashes of the New York Times article so quick that you can't make much of anything out of it. So I know I personally <laughs> like to read my news like a fucking Tasmanian devil, just, <laughs> just in, in my face as fast as possible. <laughs> this was before Google was widespread. So, yeah. you know, he's like, I need to put in all the articles and then you just have to pause and like go frame by frame <laughs> to figure out which articles you have to read. So Jones says, unlike the Northwoods document plan, the FBI actually carried out the attack on the World Trade Center in 1993. They hired a retired 43-year-old former Egyptian army officer named Ahmad Salam. They paid him $1 million and gave him actual explosives with a detonator and, quote, told him to build a bomb and to give it to the foolish people he was controlling to allow him to attack the World Trade Center complex. Jones says that there was one problem, though. Salam wasn't as, quote, ruthless or sociopathic as the FBI and their globalist controllers. So not as ruthless. No, not or sociopathic. They should have figured that out beforehand. Yeah, that's do some research. We should have got a better jihadist to pull this off. Why did we pick this guy? What is this? He's like a freshman. <laughs> So Salam didn't understand why he was given real explosives when this was supposed to be a sting operation. But the FBI told him to do it anyways. <laughs> so he secretly recorded the head of the FBI in New York, ordering him to let the bombing happen. Damn, jokes on that guy. He sure looks like an asshole now, that FBI yeah, agent. Especially, uh, especially since Salam, you know, went ahead and did it. <laughs> I mean, he definitely, he got that FBI officer. <laughs> Jones says this is all public knowledge. The FBI even admits it. A few <laughs> news stories came out about it, and then it just gets brushed under the rug. Oh, man. 
So, okay, the biggest problem was that the drivers of the truck didn't park it up against the main support system of the World Trade Center as they had been ordered to do by the FBI. Jones states, quote, no, my friends, they parked it about a dozen feet away, and so it didn't bring down the building. And in consequence, they didn't get the massive death toll that needed to create the martial law system they were hell-bent on implementing against our constitutional republic and the American people. The feds finished the job on September 11, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> my God. And, and so, as we mentioned earlier with World War One, this is another case where it's a false flag redo, where they had to redo <laughs> the whole plan all over again. <laughs> Also, what's interesting is, so Salam, he wasn't as sociopathic as the FBI would have liked, but that's not what caused the first World Trade Center bombing to be a failure. It was his incompetence. Yes. He didn't park the truck in the right place. <laughs> I mean, the it's FBI no is to blame zone. for not picking a more ruthless terrorist, but <laughs> no, like vet your people. Come find on. only the finest people. Okay. In this section of the film, Alex Jones goes into the Oklahoma City bombing, which we covered on the last episode. So I was very happy to be able to actually skip 20 minutes of this documentary. <laughs> That's good. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that was a nice relief. So finally, we get that you know famous clip of George H.W. Bush on September 11th, 1991, saying the infamous phrase, a new world order. Wow. And it was on September so, 11th. Scary. Coincidence? Yes. If you look at the context of Bush's speech, you'll find he wasn't talking about creating a world government, but for democracies to work together to stop dictators. Yeah from killing exactly. a bunch of people. I mean, it's a pretty big difference. Right. Honestly, like the real conspiracy here is that that's all world government is, which means that world government is actually pretty great. I mean, just watch <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> they seem to be having a real good time. So Jones says, quote, the Council of Foreign Relations, known as the CFR, an organization publicly sworn to destroy American national sovereignty, Jesus, and usher in a tyrannical world police state could not contain their glee on September 12th, the day after the tragic attack. They announced their new world order. I just need to LOL at publicly sworn. Ha ha ha. Oh, yeah. They didn't just say it publicly. They swore oh, yeah. it publicly. They, they publicly swore to do this. Okay. Got it. Thank you, Alex. Okay. I also, the one thing I don't get about this claim is that why did they have to wait a whole day on September 12th to publicly swear they were going to do this? I mean, those Muslims in New Jersey, they didn't wait a whole day. They did it the day it, it happened, happened to, it did. to celebrate. This is totally true. Thanks, Dylan. Totally true. So he shows a clip of Gary Hart of the CFR saying, quote, there is a chance for the president of the United States to use this disaster to carry out a phase his father used, um, I think once, only once, and hasn't been used since. And that is a new world order. So, okay, honestly, <laughs> it's clearly to me not, it's not malicious, obviously. And it's just this boring ass policy nerds discussing global relations <laughs> and, you know, but we should work together as nations. I also just really enjoy the idea that this evil cabal are telling everyone on C-SPAN their evil plans <laughs> to destroy America. <laughs> Why would they even do that? Uh, you know, actually, maybe because no one watches C-SPAN. I just answer my yeah, own question. That's okay. okay. I just answer that's my question. Yeah, point. a common move that these conspiracy <laughs> theorists make is to just stack the deck. So if it's secretive, that's because the public won't accept it. If it's out in the open, that's because the public are sheep and they can get away with it anyway. So either <laughs> totally. way, it counts as evidence for the conspiracy theory. Right. Thank God. That makes it a lot easier to make one of these. Yes. It does. So, of course, Jones follows up by saying, there it is, folks, the CFR <laughs> openly admitting they want to use the crisis to bring in a one world government, even though that isn't at all what that clip was. And oh, well. So, Dylan Forrest, did you know that Jimmy Carter and his national security advisor, Brzezinski, were, quote, breeding, creating these terrorist organizations, funding them and training them to attack America? Uh, yep. I thought they were training them to attack the Soviets. But anyway, continue. Same thing. They're all the same. Oh, yes, that's that's. 
that's right, guys. Jimmy Jimmy Carter was training terrorists to attack the very country he was the president of. But wait, so wasn't he the only president that didn't have like a single gunshot fired in the U.S. military under his term? So these terrorist organizations he was secretly training were just using, I guess, paintball guns at the time. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though Jimmy Carter didn't order one shot fired during his presidency, he made up for it by laying the groundwork for 9-11. I mean, <laughs> clearly, Lyndon LaRouge was right to hate this man so much. And it's even worse, Brent, because it wasn't paintball guns. Because people are saying that he had these terrorists use peanut guns to further line his <laughs> oh, greedy pockets, oh, that, that son of a bitch. That makes a lot of sense now. There's so many conflicts of interest with that Jimmy Carter guy. God. I think he violated the emoluments clause at least a thousand times. At least. Oh, yeah. God, at least. Yes. At least. Ugh. What corruption. Unlike Trump, who's draining the swamp. Thank God. we don't, Yes. Thank God we have someone not like that now. The swamp. You did, we didn't know it, but the swamp, it's full. Of peanuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very nutty swamp. Yeah. So Brzezinski and David Rockefeller are each founders of the Trilateral Commission, which we all know is just pure oh, evil. Yeah. So we can just move on. I mean, yeah. Side. I mean, trilateral means it's three sided. Oh, yeah. You know, so like a triangle and a triangle is the geometry of evil. I mean, yep. there's just no doubt about that whatsoever. Yeah. Illuminati. That's- Jones starts to rattle off a bunch of unfounded and or misleading claims what? in this next really? part. I know. It's no. strange. It's um, weird. About Bin He's Laden. been a straight shooter until now. <laughs> right. This, this is moment. where yep. the false claims begin. Okay. So I'm actually honestly impressed on how fast Jones speaks and how much nonsense is coming at me at like a million miles a second. <laughs> it, it, it makes you wonder how these films can actually even be three hours long when he's just spouting off so much constant nonsense so quick. <laughs> it's very, very fast. So all you need to know, guys, is that Bin Laden is a CIA asset. The CIA, quote, needed this boogeyman for one more big action. I, since when were boogeymen real enough to carry out big actions? But all right. never. So one of the claims made was that Bin Laden was funded and trained by the CAA. This is actually not true. What? Yeah. So the Afghan Mujahideen did receive funding via Pakistan's ISI intelligence agency. According to a Guardian article, quote, some bled to the Arabs fighting the Soviets, but nothing significant. So I'm a little confused about this claim, actually. So it's totally true about bin Laden. I mean, he wasn't like a big shot in the Mujahideen at this point, but the CIA definitely funded them to fight the Soviets in Afghanistan. Um, I mean, that's that's recorded history. So I was kind of confused by this Guardian article. Yeah, um, because they made it sound like the CIA wasn't really financing them to fight the Soviets in Afghanistan but that's totally true. It's called uh, Operation Cyclone is what that was called. And uh, there's a good Wikipedia article on it that has, you know, all sorts of sources about how that's totally what the CIA was doing because that's kind of what the CIA does. Get your... Fake That's, news Guardian article off our fucking podcast. I know, right? It's British, too, which is another but devil But it's definitely whammy. true. It's not... The CIA did not hand a bunch of money and AKs to Bin Laden. Yeah. Right. I mean, that yeah, part is totally the true. main point. Yeah, yeah. So, Jones then explains that Bin Laden met with the CIA agents in Dubai in July of 2001. In one of the greatest displays of irony, Jones shows an article from the UPI. That's the United Press International. Oh! So, it sounds what? a little globalist to me. <sighs> yeah. Oops. Anyway. Caught him. Yep. Caught him red-handed. He's it's working the for the article titled article titled <laughs> Bin Laden Treated at U.S. Hospital. So President George W. Bush signed Presidential Directive W199I telling FBI agents that if they tried to stop Al Qaeda, they would be arrested. Man. So for the record, this is actually not an executive order, but it appears to be an FBI case number, which is, you know, Jones is just misleading here, which is shocking. I know. I think you calling this misleading is misleading. This Ooh, is a straight up I fabrication. Right. Oh, well, that's just true. Yeah, yeah. And even if it wasn't a fabrication, 
Christian, this is just a really dumb plan. I mean, the only people who could arrest FBI agents are other FBI agents. And no, you know, they're the all corrupt. Meta FBI. Like you talked about that, we need the Federal Bureau of Meta Investigations. Oh, they're the ones yes. who are going to handle yep. it. Good point. Good point. So an image of George W. Bush with glowing red eyes flashes <laughs> across the screen. As Jones says, quote, the global crime syndicate that George W. Bush and his family fronts for has everything to gain from the September 11th attacks and national ID card and national control grid, a cashless society, which, you know, kind of sounds nice, actually. <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe, I should, maybe I should rethink my opinion of George W. Bush's presidency. I don't know. I mean, only in the American far right will you ever hear the words a castless society used as a pejorative. Yeah, I mean, totally. again, to these people, the Star Trek society is just absolute hell. Yeah, oh, oh, man. it's disgusting. Also, I, I got to say, National ID card, they're great. I mean, so in Michigan, we've got... <laughs> We've got like the fancy, it's like a step before the national ID because they're ramping up to it, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's basically like a passport, so I can use it to go into Canada oh, cool. and get some poutine in Windsor, Ooh. you know, peak globalism. Nice. I mean, that's what, that's really what the national ID is going to give us. Yum. Poutine. I had some vegan poutine when I was there. It's good. Ooh. But it's not the real thing. No. So. In true Michael Moore fashion, Jones breaks down the near half century Bush bin Laden family connections. And of course, since Michael Moore is Alex Jones's biggest competition for being a oh, yeah. disingenuous bullshitter, <laughs> Alex Jones said Mike, Michael Moore was a New World Order plant for not going far enough and only giving part of the truth. See? Oh, because okay. Michael Moore wouldn't get fully on board with Bush blowing up the World Trade Centers. He, yeah, he's like he a had to back down a little on that one. What a right. wuss. Uh, honestly, my favorite film Michael Moore was in is Team America World Release. So that was <laughs> one of my, his best appearances in a <laughs> Where film. Where he gets blown up. Yeah. So Alex Jones goes through the old 9-11 inside classic hits. <laughs> I think the CD was actually called Wow, That's Terrorism. But that's... <laughs> Some people said there were multiple explosions, guys. Oh, well, there, there, you go. Some of the hits. there you go. Yeah, I'm going through some of the hits here. That was one. People have said. Another one is, <laughs> there's no way just a few airplanes could bring down those buildings. And of course, no counterfactuals are given of terrorists deliberately flying jetliners filled to the brim with fuel into skyscrapers <laughs> that didn't fall down. But automatically, in all possible worlds, there's no way it could happen. It's just no way, the way it could happen. No way. Yep. And another classic hit. I think this is one of the best tracks. What brought down Building 7? And it's hilarious so. because we actually do know this. Building 7 was hit by tons of debris right. from the main towers and was set ablaze. Also think about this. Why the fuck would you implode this building as a controlled demolition when it wasn't hit by a fucking plane? Like, why <laughs> add that weird aberration to the mix to give you away? I don't fucking totally. get it. Well, I'll tell you why, Forrest. Clinton's secret whitewater papers were also stored in that building as well. Oh, so shit is, oh, he's got so much shit in so many buildings. He got to get man, rid of them. That, that is so nice. So W helped out Clinton while also ushering <laughs> yeah. in the worldwide enslavement of humanity by the global cabal. That is so yeah. con that's yeah. so considerate of him. Very I was nice. Also, I was wondering, uh, this is something Forrest just mentioned. I wonder if, uh, quote, it looks like a controlled demolition was one of these greatest hits, because that's something that I've heard over and over again, because mm -hmm. anyone who lives, anyone who's from Las Vegas who has seen more controlled demolitions <laughs> than anyone else in America knows that, no, it didn't look like a controlled no, demolition. Not, not, not at all. Close. No. Because and a controlled just... demolition, like every part of the building collapses all at once. Right, right. Where right. the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers, it like 
starts from the top and goes yeah, down. Yeah, crumbles down. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yep, <laughs> it yeah, is. people just say it. They say it and like, oh, well, it must be true. No. Yeah, I dusted off my copy of uh, the book Debunking 9-11 Myths, Why Conspiracy Theories Can't Stand Up to the Facts, put out by Popular Mechanics. It answers a lot of various claims made by 9-11 conspiracy theorists like Alex Jones, specifically this section on the World Trade Center Building 7. It says, quote, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NISTS's analysis suggests the fall of the World Trade Center Building 7 was an example of progressive collapse, a process in which the failure of the parts of the structure ultimately creates a strain that causes the entire building to come down. Yeah, of course, the global the global elite would use a progressive collapse i see what's going on here (laughs) oh god so video footage of the fall of the world trade center building seven shows a crack or a kink in the building's facade the entire building fell in on itself so according to the nist there was one primary reason this happened building seven was built to straddle a con edison electrical substation so that required an unusual sounds like some paul potter ufo jargon who put that electrical substation there Hmm? I don't know. So that required an unusual design in which a number of columns were engineered to carry exceptionally large loads, roughly 2,000 square feet of floor area for each floor. So what our preliminary analysis has shown is that if you take out just one column on one of the lower floors, uh, so this is the NIST lead investigator Shyam Sunder notes, quote, it could cause a vertical progression of collapse so that the entire section comes down. So that's what they want you to think. I don't want to hear it from no scientist, motherfucker. (laughs) especially an engineer that's not like paul potter-esque i don't want to hear not engineers talk about i don't want to hear anything it's not back engineered let's just say that yeah leave it there yeah i wonder if there i mean was their model that they used to you know simulate all this was it created by a perfect artist i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) where's the artist i don't know yeah just get them involved yeah i i learned how the world trade centers fell through hypno regression personally but Mm, that's just my technique yeah (laughs) So certain people were warned not to fly that day. Mayor of, of San Francisco, <laughs> Mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, said he was warned not to fly that day. So for some reason, our government couldn't dare face the thought of losing the mayor of San Francisco. I'm not really sure. No, San Francisco no. is the like apex of the progressive uh, libtard yeah, New World yeah. Order that's going to let all the illegal immigrants into the country. So, of course, <laughs> also, I got to spare them. Also, guys, them. I know I know you're trying to protect me by saying certain people, Brent, but I have to admit, right. I did get a letter from the deep state <laughs> about a week before it happened. <laughs> And they told me, look, Dylan, I know you are, you know, in high school and you don't have any money to buy a plane ticket anyway. But just in case, stay in school. Don't do drugs. I only listen to half of it. And I survived that day because of it. You do kind of look like the mayor of San Francisco. They just confused you, I think. Oh, that could be it. Maybe that's it. It is. Jones says, quote, I wish the rest of the American people would have gotten that warning, which Dylan apparently did. But but of course, if the American people would have been warned, then the government terrorist attack wouldn't have had its desired effect to have the people begging for a nightmare global police state. I mean, okay, I honestly, I've used the term idiocracy to define our current state as a country, as a lot of people have. But even then, I don't think Americans are that dumb to be begging for a nightmare police state. Just begging. the nightmare part. Just the nightmare part i don't think they would use that that word okay. i have to disagree oh you know i i gotta give idiocracy no credit i mean i don't know about you guys but i remember right after 9 11 there was this very paranoid atmosphere throughout the country and like everyone around me 
it was all just kill all the Muslims, give Bush total power yeah. to do whatever he wants. And it's dumb yeah. teenager. I was on board. In fact, you know what? Thanks to those evil neocons, they did all they could to make clear to the public that they didn't hold Muslims at large as responsible (laughs) and didn't want this to be seen as a war against Islam. And Iraq war, mass surveillance, Gitmo and all that bad shit aside, our democracy held up. Again, this is more of our uh, rehabilitation of the neocons. But I totally yeah we got we go back standard. and forth on this podcast but I, yeah but really though if like imagine God if if Trump was in at that that time oh, but anyway God, I can't if Bush in. like really wanted to and he was like a Trump type figure he could have I think he could have turned us into a police state that wanted to kill all the Muslims and he would stoke those he could stoke those flames like you know but they didn't yeah. so we're actually yeah. very lucky for so that I yeah think, I agree I think you're right but I think. I think Brent's point is that it would have been a little harder to do that if before 9-11, they literally warned everybody, hey, everybody, we're staging an attack on the Twin Towers in order to scare you into uh, starting a, a nightmare police state. Uh, are you all OK with that? I think in that specific scenario, it would have been a little more difficult. Uh, yeah. OK, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm yeah, uh, OK. But still, you make a good point. So Jones knows what you are thinking. Wait, didn't we go in there and take out the Taliban? No, Jones says. They escorted a couple hundred goat herders to torture them publicly at Guantanamo Bay. Jones okay. Jones says the real leaders of Al-Qaeda and the Taliban were escorted safely, flown out before the war started to Pakistan and paid in gold bars by the U.S. federal government. Alex Jones has an interesting definition of publicly. <laughs> I don't think the torture was public. <laughs> I remember that. So in the in this part of the film, George W. Bush is shown speaking at the UN about how we shouldn't shift blame from the real culprits of the attack by indulging in wild conspiracy theories. What a libtard. You know, that of course triggered Jones, like an SJW watching a Dave Chappelle comedy special. Oh, I don't know why Jones should be so triggered. I mean, after all, Alex Jones isn't talking about wild conspiracy theories, but sober and objective evaluations of complex geopolitical phenomena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not the wild ones he's got the regular you know middle of the line conspiracy theory the peer-reviewed really smart ones yeah Mm -hmm. alex jones even slows down the tape so bush is slowly saying a few times (laughs) so so he introduces another bush clip saying that this is a carefully crafted speech as quote bush throws it in your face about dark (laughs) cults of evil getting power off of human suffering (laughs) i think he says it like that dude it's like human suffering wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah he would be a good metal i think someone's made that joke that he would be a very good lead singer to a metal band yeah dark cults of human suffering i mean that's a pretty good band name that is a great band name Then it's Bush accurately describing how evil the terrorists are in this next clip who attacked us. So, of course, he's talking about himself since he, George Bush, is the real terrorist. What a psycho. Oh, Oh. (laughs) that new order. They love to pull the wool over your eyes. Throw it in your face. Bush says, quote, and in the terrorists, evil has found a willing servant. You know, Alex is so obsessed with this repeating feature on video editing software. He keeps repeating it where the line is repeated multiple times. And he says it again. Evil has found a willing servant. Evil has found a willing servant. And then, of course, slows down. Evil has found a willing So <laughs> the camera zooms in each time. And, you know, the last one's lowered, as I said, because, you know, it makes it sound a little more evil. Or actually, maybe Bush is just Satoshi. We just don't oh. know. Yeah, I, if that is what I like how me and Alex Jones, we've got the same level of skill at, uh, you know, manipulating <laughs> audio, um, even though he's been doing it for way longer than I have. Um, 
But I think he's right about something. I think evil has found a willing servant. I just think it's the one making this documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Especially from about 2015 onward. Evil definitely found a willing servant in Alex Jones. It's funny because uh, he talks about like Jimmy Carter laying the groundwork for the for 9-11, this is him laying the groundwork for the Trumpian idiocracy wasteland that we live in right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so Jones cuts to an interview we had with David Shippers, who is the chief investigative counsel for the House Judiciary Committee impeachment hearing of Bill Clinton. So he's not biased, obviously. Also, uh, his so- name <laughs> is Shippers. What do shippers. shippers do? They ship stuff across what? The globe. Yeah, I don't trust them no. for a second. Shit. Download process 20. Yep. So for some reason, we're back to talking about the Oklahoma City bombing. And this is, I believe this is Shipper speaking here. Quote, again, from what I'm understanding, they are up to something again at Oklahoma City. I don't know what it is or what their target is, but these same people are at it again. So I guess we're still <laughs> waiting. What is it, 2019? You know, I'm still waiting for this and this other attack to happen in Oklahoma City. So yeah, Man, we've had Oklahoma World City War One, then World go. War Two, World Trade Center One, World Trade Center Two. Where's Oklahoma City Two? Let's true. hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, where they fixed their mistake, fixed their false flag mistake. So Shipper says to Jones, "Quote: I talk to people like you." Who are in the media, what? People who are really well aware of what's going on and they cannot believe this could happen. Strangely enough, the one people I haven't heard from is the FBI intelligence people. Of course, Hmm. if I did hear from them, I wouldn't talk to them anyway because they are totally incompetent. Disgusting. They're totally incompetent and yet they're able to orchestrate the greatest plans ever, ever. Yes. So the anthrax attacks were orchestrated by our government on itself to drum up fear. I, you know, I honestly didn't see this coming. Jones goes full neocon at this part of the film and clearly wants a war with Russia as Mm. he (laughs) introduces Vladimir Putin and just how evil he is with this connection to the FSB, the successor of the KGB and how he blew up apartment buildings in the 90s to create fear in the Russia population so he could seize power. I think we might just have to invite Alex onto the podcast and discuss his conversion to neoconservatism. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Should have had him on the Russian and, investigation. And ask him, why do you want war with Russia? Yeah, you know, exactly. Clearly he does. Yeah. You know, there was a time when Alex Jones apparently had the right idea about Putin in general, but even this so-called false flag is far from certain. Right. And uh, now that I've defended both Hitler and Putin in this episode, <laughs> I guess I'm no longer a neocon. Oh, man. Man, yeah. man Hitler, Henry Kissinger... Cohn and uh, Putin. Roy Cohn. You, you, Roy Cohn, you've defended so far in this podcast. It's incredible. It's amazing. You know, it's all the people I despise the most. I'm going to eventually right. at the end, it's like, of course, I'm going to have to defend Trump at some point. Oh and it's going to be like, then That's everybody will be finally in there. Yeah, I think they'll, you know, they'll probably be someone in between at least like, say, a Michael Bay that you'll have to defend <laughs> before Trump. Oh, man. I got nothing good to say about Michael Bay. Hitler, maybe. All right. So... <laughs> Actually, I just think you're, you know, now an officially very fine person for us. Oh, but that's, thank you. So that's nice. So, okay. At this point in the film, we get a montage of how America is giving up its freedom for security. So-called hey, security. real security. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So-called. so-called. Sorry. So-called. My bad. So, quote, they have the nerve to tell American citizens that we must accept a national ID card in the name of safety. Use some common sense. The government tells us to leave the borders open after September 11th and then treats us like slaves. Doesn't make any sense unless you're a slave master. So, or if you're a big times. fan of poutine like myself, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that it totally makes sense. I got to yep. get to Windsor, man. 
All right, so Alex Jones explains that you, listeners, all of us, even us on this podcast, have been declared the terrorist. Okay, well, he's not going to just leave it vague. So here's, uh, he has an FBI flyer. He flashes all crooked and fast across the screen like usual. Who, he's like the Michael Bay of showing documents. Let's just say that. He's, you know, (laughs) can't tell what's happening. Incomprehensible editing. (laughs) Incomprehensible. What is my, what are my eyes seeing right now? I think Mark Hamill once called it like the theater of confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Okay, so who are the terrorists according to the U.S. government? Well, Jones gives us a list. Here they are. Christians, conservatives, gun owners, defenders of the U.S. Constitution. He again says defenders of the U.S. Constitution, but he puts an even in front of it. And even <laughs> the defenders of the U.S. So, that, so that's just... So people, people that even make references to the U.S. Constitution don't wow. make any references. So the FBI itself is a terrorist organization... <laughs> Because in order to make this right. list, they themselves had to reference the U.S. Constitution, oh, and now man. I'm also definitely a terrorist because I just made reference to the U.S. Constitution. Oh, so, no. God, I am screwed. Yes, the 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 um, New World Order troops will be at your place any minute now, Dylan. You yeah, well, probably, you know uh, what? I'd... They could take my microphone from my cold dead hands. <laughs> So we see a clip of a police officer pulling over some random lady. He tells her to get out of the car and she says she did nothing wrong. This goes on for a while. It's just really annoying. She's just not, you know, complying at all. And this, this goes on for a while and it's pretty boring. But, you know, she won't tell him who she is. And the police officer places her under arrest for resisting arrest. So after the police officer brings her cuffed to the patrol car, they go through her vehicle reading off items. A book titled Strategies of Submarine Warfare, another book called Hidden Agenda, which I think is a book on the NASA secret space program. Always a must read. Never a straight answer. One officer said, never. One officer says, quote, man, she's into this weird crap. (laughs) That would be another good uh, slogan for our podcast. The officer says, quote, she's revoked her right to remain silent, even though she don't believe in our laws. And this is a telltale sign that this woman is a so-called sovereign citizen. And that's basically for all, all those that don't know. As somebody that pretends they don't live in the United States, but reaps the benefits of being in the United States. So that's the way that works. Yeah, big fans of the homemade license plate. That's how you know if someone's a sovereign citizen. Yeah, that too. Also, uh, one other thing. uh, We are 100% going to do a series on sovereign citizens at some point. Oh, absolutely. Just, uh, Just wait on that. Just a premonition. So Jones mocks the officer's southern accent, which is weird because Jones has a sort of southern accent himself. Sort of. He totally does. <laughs> yeah, he does. I'm being too nice to him. What am I? Way too nice. So, quote, no trooper. It's you that don't know our laws. You're the one that's overthrowing the Constitution, our Bill of Rights. Our country was founded on people not being stopped like criminals, like peasants being searched. <laughs> so, yeah, he shows Amendment uh, 5 of the Constitution, which pretty much says exactly what I just said verbatim. Um, <laughs> so. One thing um, that's interesting about the accent is that if you look chronologically through Jones's, quote, journalism, uh, you'll see that he starts to lose his southern accent over time. It yeah, was a true. lot stronger in the 90s. pick up a British accent. That would be weird. <laughs> so Jones cuts back to the officers going through her car, stating, quote, the FBI training of our police has really paid off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jones then shows a clip of some dude getting held down by police after being pulled down by a police dog. He says, look at this poor guy. He is one of my listeners. They pulled him over. The SWAT team attacked him. He was unarmed. They released the police dog on him and held up two jumper cables on the news and said, look, pipe bombs. 
Pretty sure that didn't happen. Jones states <laughs> that a month later. <laughs> Jones states that's I don't ever say that to somebody. If somebody needs a jump, please don't hold those up and like look pipe bombs to someone asking for help. That would not be good. <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake, especially if you're inside an airport, right? <laughs> So Jones states that a month later, they admit that all the charges were false, quote, but that didn't stop them from having a little fun, a little manhunt. Mm. There's nothing like it here in the new Rome. This gives me a great idea, maybe a new uh, Patreon benefit. When we, If you, ah. if you uh, subscribe, let's say $100 a month and you end up on the news getting arrested, we will defend your arrest as a false flag attack. <laughs> I think that would be a good benefit because this is a listener of Alex Jones and he made it very clear that it was. And so I think there's some quid oh pro quo going on here. So yeah, a hundred dollars wow. a month on Patreon. We will, we will claim that your arrest was due to a tyrannical wow. government. It's a brilliant idea. I was going to say another thing that's really interesting is that Alex Jones, his rhetoric against the police was much more virulent or virulent at this time than it is mm -hmm. nowadays. And one reason for that is like, as you can see, it's that, well, if the local police are acting badly, that's because the FBI trained them right. and everything goes back to the corrupt federal government. Yeah. Right. You know, but then when they have their guy in that's saying how great the police are all the time and they can do whatever they want, all of a sudden that criticism just kind of drips away. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. bizarre. It's strange how that works. Yeah. And it's weird how like the federal government is evil, but state governments are always correct. And always more, <laughs> yeah, of course. Always. Yeah, I just like that. In Alex Jones' world, just so everybody knows, the evil always flows from the federal government, and the evil that flows into the federal government comes from the international shadow government, and local government is just good. Yeah. yeah. That's basically the it's idea. It's trickle-down right? evil. Yeah. Unless much. you're they're in your hometown, you know, selling athletes drugs, they're not good. Those are mm. not the good ones. But that's oh, that's well, starting yeah. small. Yeah, well, we all know that was Jimmy Carter doing that with Habitat oh, for true. Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, oh, well, here we go. We have an update on the list of terrorists. So here's some more coming. Christians who believe in the second coming of Christ. Which, wait a minute, isn't that all Christians? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I just want to clarify. I'm not, I'm no theologian, but I just wanted to <laughs> confirm that. <laughs> okay, so homeschoolers, gun owners, again, anyone who cares about freedom, a little vague, anyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Anyone who discusses a new world order conspiracy theory. Oh, fuck. We're screwed. We're screwed. We're discussing it. <laughs> and it's, I was going to say it's almost certain, but I'm going to say it's absolutely certain that Jones made all this shit up. And really, the FBI's document was describing homegrown right wing terrorists right. who happen to fit these descriptions. I guarantee. Yes. And just happen to be InfoWars subscribers. That but that's yeah. just. <laughs> they really could have just shortened it and said, you know, it's a list of people who, uh, people who are into this weird crap. That's all they really have to say <laughs> but it's it's funny actually because this reminds me a lot of the response alex jones's response in fact to the uh that fbi document about QAnon's relationship to terrorism because he does the exact same thing where he says this document shows that the fbi thinks anyone who's into QAnon is a terrorist when that's exactly not what that document said it just said look there are these fucking weirdos and a few of them are going to want to kill a bunch of people because of it, which is uh, 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 true. So, yeah. So this is one of Alex Jones's favorite games. <laughs> and it's already happened. <laughs> and then immediately after this, Jones proves proves he's a terrorist by propagating New World Order conspiracy theorists, hmm. showing multiple clips of 
uh, New World Order speeches by George H.W. Bush and Dan Quayle, which actually, Ooh. quick side note, this made me remember when a massive controversy was that Quayle was so stupid to misspell tomato. Oh, man. I don't know. Those were the days scandals were much, much simpler, actually. I mean, so, you just saying fewer. those words, it almost brought tears to my eyes. Imagine going back <laughs> to that you that lost utopia of just pure innocence. Uh, see, I think this yes. might... This might give us a new theory of history about how to predict the collapse of society. I bet right before Rome fell, it was the same kind of thing that happened where, you know, the the, the second to last emperor, maybe he wore a tan toga. And then the last emperor <laughs> spouted gibberish all day and nobody thought that was a problem. And then the next day it collapses. So Alex Jones brings up the Patriot Act, which surprises me. I didn't think he'd talk about that at all, actually. Um, just kidding. Under the <laughs> under quote <laughs> quote under their definition of terrorism, jaywalking is now a terrorist action. Wow. To be fair, jaywalking should be considered terrorism. I'm trying to drive here. <laughs> it just it just a quick side story. In my anarcho libertarian days, those wonderful days. I thought the Patriot Act was like the worst thing ever. And so did my roommate at the time. And it's funny because my father, because he's just a you know Republican zealot, basically, he would just say, um, like, we were crazy. Just trust the government. They're fighting the bad guys. But then someone at the DMV mistyped his name and they wouldn't <laughs> issue him his license renewal. Oh, man. And he had to jump through like a million bureaucratic hoops to get it resolved. And all the while he was driving illegally without a license. And my roommate and I just laughed at him the whole time. <laughs> Like, that's what you get for locking the Patriot Act. Oh, well, yeah, because oh, that God. regulation was because specifically of the Patriot Act. Sounds like so much more it. of a headache than that. Sounds like so much more of a headache than thumb scanning. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, damn. If there was thumb scanning, he could have got that shit resolved ASAP. But then they would just they would just mistype your thumbprint and it would be a whole right. other ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to have all biometric data on the blockchain, not with the government database, because they'll yeah. even mistype your biomarkers terrible so here we see ron paul going after the patriot act jones says paul said quote the founding fathers revolted over much lighter forms of tyranny mm. i don't know about all that but <laughs> they did get pretty uppity on that you know tax on tea mm, and right. well also absolute monarchic rule as well so i guess there's that <laughs> oh there's that too but ron paul would forget that point because you know libertarians oppose all forms of democracy unless it means getting more libertarians on ballots and that that's point true. then they are very pro-democracy but besides that tax on tax on tea though that's tyranny yes that is pure tyranny now time for the quote evidence of the quote total militarized takeover of the united states of america jones says back in 1999 texas got hit by six black helicopter raids police stations <laughs> on fire military checkpoints mayors throwing them out of their cities police chiefs going public we have czechoslovakian troops running around firing automatic weapons and this was not a drill <laughs> what? this was to condition the public to acclimate them to accept the military with foreign troops working with our local police Okay, keep that in mind. This is all happening before 9-11, just so we know this <laughs> started like way back. The problem with the Czechoslovakian troops running around firing automatic weapons is that it wasn't a drill. Like, I imagine <laughs> Alex Jones learning about this, like, oh, but it was a drill. Oh, well, who cares? That's not NWO stuff. That's just regular <laughs> Czechoslovakian troop behavior. <laughs> weapons. All right, so showing footage of Delta Force and the Czech troops fucking up Texas, Jones sarcastically says, quote, but I thought black helicopters didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and here we revisit the Waco siege. Why not? 
Uh, he weirdly keeps saying the phrase, quote, wooden churches full of men, women, and children over and over. Um, we get it. All right. Wooden churches. Got it. Going full. Wooden churches full of men, <laughs> women, and children. Wooden churches full of men, women, and children. Wooden churches full Going full on Michael Moore again, my Alex Jones finally inserts himself into his own documentary. I mean, obviously he's been doing it, but like in front of the camera. Um, he's in Oakland, California in 1999, again before 9-11. He says, quote, Marines have come in for Operation Urban Warrior, which should be deemed Operation Desensitization of the Population. Hmm. Sure. They have role players. They have fake camps set up. You name it. We've, we're going to take you in and show you what's happening. This is my favorite part of the whole thing, I think. So over the megaphone, some globalist working for the New World Order says, Attention, attention, American forces are here to help. Please remain calm. We will not tolerate civil disobedience. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. So Jones says that he's been to dozens of these military training operations where he says they hire hundreds of actors to beg and scream, quote, we're Americans. Please don't put us into camps. Don't take away our guns. <laughs> they were just this is this is just like a, a casting call for Gray State. Yeah, good point. The greatest movie never made. So Jones shows clips of various training operations. Everyone is laughing between sessions, chilling, eating the catering, whatever. So, you know, Jones actually doesn't address this crucial point. Um, are these the same actors hired by the New World Order and Sandy Hook for false flag mass shootings, I wonder? Or is this No, no, no. They set? were oh. they were A-listers. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. These are B, B actors. B actors, yeah. got it. So, okay. Yeah. So Jones says this is happening all over the country, but uh, then mentions Swansboro, North Carolina in 2000, again, pre 9-11. The U.S. military is preparing for a police state. He asks, quote, is this Russia? Is this Mexico? No, it's the new America. Though, you know, honestly, I do prefer Jones's rant earlier in the film when he says, quote, this is the new America with a big fat K. <laughs> also, I like Alex Jones is again being a neocon here. Yes. Yeah, it's nice. The neocon years. Uh -huh. Nostalgic for those years. Maybe Russia isn't that good. Maybe Putin <laughs> is corrupt. Isn't well intentioned. <laughs> I don't know. It's ridiculous. That's a stretch. All right. So. We get yet another pre-9-11 example of tyranny in Hebron, Maryland in 1998. The military have children in white t-shirts, guys, going door to door asking if the homeowners own guns. Sounds like some weird Mormon thing, but all right. So Jones works himself into <laughs> Jones works himself into a panic saying, quote, and of course they had an obsession with the youth. Large gangs of young children roving around day and night with the police, with the Marines looking for the insurgents. Okay, so while saying this, he shows what could easily be confused as an old VHS home video of my brother and I with a few friends just riding bike in a quiet street in a small town, just having a boring good time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you and your brother were spying on your neighbors for being anti-government <laughs> and stockpiling AK-47s. That's, that's I don't true. believe your ruse. That's true. My mom did not tape that part of it, so. All right. So Jones makes sure we all know, despite saying all this, that he is not against our police or our military. Thank God. But unfortunately, he is against children in white shirts riding bikes. So that is that's just across the board. Well, when it comes to the hierarchy of tyranny, Alex Jones <laughs> has his priorities straight. He knows oh, yeah. that's military true. and police. They're the good guys. Yep. 
kids in white t-shirts, though, <sighs> they're the new world order. That's and now right. they've really got their priorities straight because I think it's now what blue haired college kids and uh, Jack Dorsey, I think, are I'm the just, new apex. Yeah. The new and I'm actually order. just I'm wondering, like, if Jones is triggered by seeing shows like, you know, Stranger Things or like it and like all this like new things of kids <laughs> on bikes again riding around. It's like, all right, it's going to be too much for him. All right, so Jones says in February of 2002 that two special forces trainees were killed by a sheriff's deputy. He said they were trying to disarm him. So Jones is making this seem like this is an example of military taking over local police forces, but the very words from the sort, the article that he flashes so quickly and pans through calls it a tragic error doing to training exercise with role, playing, uh, role players involved. So Jones jumps to this conclusion, quote, they were trying to take over local law enforcement. This is the new type of training our military are, are being given to overthrow the civilian government, the elected government. Jesus. So, Jones decides to spin the last act of the film doing an extremely boring interview of an anonymous <laughs> former USMC officer who says he gave civilian law enforcement training. The highlight of the interview is when Jones is shocked that the Marine raided the home of a pawn shop owner. So, that's... Uh, but just hits close close to home, guys. I do live in the place where they have pawn shop show, whatever that show's called. I can't the think of it right now. Pawn stars. The pawn stars. It's pawn stars. Fuck me. God damn it. You are a disgrace to your city. Right. <laughs> you you not just local you Vegas. shoved all of this Alex Jones 9-11 knowledge <laughs> into your head, and now you can't even remember where you live. That was a history channel. I mean, I guess pawn they're pawning historical items. So it's like the idiocracy version of like um uh, antique roadshow, basically. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right so you know i actually really enjoy how alex jones um uh, interview various military troops and cops and they are really nice and helpful but you know clearly not thinking anything of it and jones is like aha i got you it's just yeah, like what's happening here it. in fact one cop even politely says to jones cameraman which is mike by the way good old mike we learned about last time i look the new world order in the face he's got that famous okay. phrase i agree so <laughs> So one cop even politely asked Jones, cameraman, quote, there are some people here that we would ask that, ah, well, hang on a second. As he sincerely looks at the camera, why would you want that on camera? So I kind of agree. Like, why would you want any of this entire documentary <laughs> to be on camera? But it's fine. <laughs> but of course, Jones narrates directly after this saying, well, we want to expose how you are working with the military, how you are running checkpoints on I-35 in central Texas. So, of course, what Alex Jones film would be complete without him yelling at random people through a bullhorn. He yells, quote, this is completely fake, ladies and gentlemen, as a local news anchor is attempting to present the news on camera. The newscaster just ignores him. But then when she raps, she gives Jones the death stare <laughs> as he smirks like a little kid who enjoys being a little rascal. Well, anyway, yeah, we'll have to put that clip on. Oh, Instagram. we definitely that's, will. That's and pretty funny. The smug smirk that Alex Jones displays here. Sargon of Akkad just wishes he could pull that off, but he's nowhere <laughs> near Alex Jones level contempt for that journalist. Right. It's also just a beautiful like summation. It was like a harbinger of our times. Yeah. Right. This whole thing, like calling this the fake news and then just this like trolly little smirk. Yes. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. We see how the neocons are wanting to use torture against terrorists, but see, guys, we, the American people, are now the terrorists, so they're going to torture us. Ooh. Though, I feel like watching this entire three-hour film is torture enough for me, personally, Holy so I'm good. You guys will probably have to be tortured shit, at some point. Well, you it. That the CIA is torturing us with these documentaries. <laughs> oh, no. no. 
<laughs> and we're spreading the torture onto our fans, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Good. So who's going to do the torturing, you may ask? Jones answers, quote, FEMA, the Ministry of Love. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Sarcastic. I don't even understand that joke, which gives me an idea. I mean, that's, I think a, we should have... that's a 1984 reference, right? Oh, yeah. Is it I the Ministry so. of Love instead of the Ministry of War? Yes, that's right. If you if you don't get an Alex Jones reference, I feel it's a 1984 reference is usually true. That's anyway, true. So just always go with that. Which actually gives me an idea. I think we should make another called Ordinary FEMA Valentine's Day cards, you know, to sell at our merch store. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> Just would the letter U, the letter B, my emergency manager? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's FEMA camp time, guys. Woo! Jones lets us know that for years, the New World Order have been preparing concentration camps, as he calls them. These camps have chains and bolts in the floor, but they, oddly enough, also have cots, which is confusing. So Jones mm. asks, <laughs> comfortable in your shackles. Jones, well, they want to confuse the people that they're going to concentrate. Right. They want to be like, oh, well, there's cots, and then they take yes. them away at the last second. And just so we're very clear, these concentration camps do not exist on the southern border. They're elsewhere. Right. Yep. That's right. Very, very that's, clear. That's not happening. Okay, so Jones asks a police officer who is familiar with some of the camps if he's heard about the chains and the bolts on the floor. And he says, quote, no, I sure haven't. <laughs> so... <laughs> I would say, again, it's always good to keep things like that in your documentary to help nail down the opposite of your point. So that is really smart. It's going to be hard to nail down the point, though, if there's no chains and bolts on the floor. Just so everyone is aware, the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act put out by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention from 2001 is an, quote, Adolf Hitler wish list. <laughs> they have t- <laughs> they talk about how to deal with the millions of dead bodies, how they are going to round us up, how to herd us into compact cities, and how to use slave labor at the different federal camps. End quote. So Jones explains that the military has already been doing this since 1989. He says you can go to the army's website and read all about it in detail. <laughs> I think it's kind of nice of them to publish their plans for tyranny. It makes it much more convenient to schedule your panic. Yeah, so much more transparent. Okay. I got pencil it in that day. I also like the uh, Alex Jones is really keyed into the idea that these are compact cities that we're going to be herded yes. into. I wonder what Alex Jones has to say about the so-called tiny house movement. I think that's just another <laughs> part of the plan. People wake up. Downtown Las Vegas. I've seen this, you know, 25 part series on Netflix about tiny houses. It's, it's terrifying. They did All something right. out so here in the fucking lo- suburbs where they built a bunch of tiny house, houses for the homeless. And it's like, man, do you know how many apartment buildings you could have fit on that fucking land? Oh you God. fucking assholes. <laughs> But they don't look cool, Dylan. It's about the niche. All right. So ultra low frequency mind control is happening. Also, Kim trails are also happening, obviously. Just barely touches on that, but that's just a given. They are indoctrinating our children, quote, Soviet style. Did he elaborate on that or just say it? You know, actually, that part, I didn't expound on that part because I don't know why. Actually, actually, I think I edited that part out. I imagine the I imagine what he means there is that we're forcing our children to play chess and learn the piano. (laughs) I think that's right. That's exactly child indoctrination. No, what it is is it was actually a um, part in the documentary where they're they're like these 
kind of it's like a dare program type thing where they're coming in you know after i think it was after columbine and there's these little cards they have with like phone numbers they can call if there's if they see any suspicious activity so it's like oh they're training our children to report on people that have guns or something yeah heaven forbid people walk into school with guns oh we don't want that all right so he briefly mentions speaking of that he briefly mentions columbine then calls fbi agents doing mass shooting protection drills at schools like i was talking about after columbine quote dark lords and this might favorite one ring wraiths so (laughs) with a little talking on that one yeah led zeppelin should have done a song about columbine i think police officers are shooting their fellow cops and kids in the face and these mass shooting drills just so we're all aware see i see why i see now why he kind of went into the uh, mass shootings are false flags because this shit is starting to look real bad right now and so if you make the shootings fake then you can get away with this shit. Exactly. So he has this little part here on Heartland Christian School, which apparently had a great track record of reforming troubled youth, as he puts it, or as I put it, kidnapping kids and indoctrinating them about a celestial dictator. There's that, (laughs) but Jones is pissed. Hey, you say tomato with an E, I say tomato with an E. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Ah, quail. So Jones is pissed that Child Protective Services took 165 of these kids away from the Heartland Christian School without a warrant and didn't charge anyone and eventually released the kids. So that was just a little side note there. And Alex Jones shows a clip of a a cartoon, some random cartoon. I wasn't familiar with it. And it says and says, quote, if we were to show you all the evidence in children's cartoons and media of face scanning, thumb scanning, national ID cards and overall police state, this film would be 10 hours long. (laughs) So I I thought it was actually already 10 hours long. I had to check. I hit the display thing on my DVD. I was like, wait, okay. Also, I don't I actually don't recall watching cartoons about national ID cards cards growing up and what exactly is children's media what does the fox news say okay that was a good joke (laughs) i have to say a children's cartoon about national id cards sounds like the most boring fucking thing i can think of and i mean propaganda has to at least be entertaining to be effective so i i would not recommend the new world order go that route they should look at um the sandman which is a stop motion children's show in east germany during communism mm, yes go for that mm. yeah it's very entertaining so guys it's not just at the austin texas dmv the children will have to scan their thumbs to get their school lunches and their parents will also have to do the same to get food from the grocery store oh also one little thing here on stars tracking you mm, that's the car thing right just so you know yeah here we go. We're nearing the end of this wonderful film. Oh, thank Jones God. Is <laughs> so Jones is recycling the documentary Dylan talked about in his last episode. He shows clips from it and everything. The DMV thumb scanning debacle, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, okay, another thing here. He talks about robots. Robots are taking over. Microchips are coming. He says a nice phrase here. Quote, I live in a Nazi Germany twilight zone. Oh, man. Just Jones is telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> He shows us news clips of a family that really just want to be, they want to be microchipped. They're like, yeah, it sounds like yeah, Dylan, you know, like Dylan, Dylan said, yeah, that's me, me and my cats. We're all going <laughs> to get microchipped. <laughs> <laughs> he of course thinks they're the, they're just these poor haps. These, these people, these, uh, whatever. I'll be able to drive through those toll roads and I won't even have to stop. So who's the joker now? Oh, an I 35. You're coming. So Ted Turner and the phony environmental movement such as Greenpeace are going to steal private property and do mass population reduction. Ah, 
Jones then shills for the film that Dylan talked about last time, America by Design. Destroyed. America destroyed, destroyed by, by design. design. Oh, are you right? I left out a word there. America destroyed by design, which There's was a, the omission right there. Yes. Yes. God, so sorry. I bet the deep state hacked our Google Doc and deleted that word. I think, you're right. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Because then you watch a documentary and you start to think, this is just the design of America. It's not being destroyed. This that's is great. Way, that's the way the, uh... Okay, so more more information here at the end. There is no global warming. That's that's just a hoax. Also, oh, ozone yeah, depletion right. is a hoax. Man, that's I all made up. I forgot about ozone depletion and like the hole in the ozone. That was the big thing. Yeah. Uh, simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> Trump could when Trump could freely use his hairspray without worrying about it. It's not a big deal. Oh yeah, remember it cannot so. leave Trump Tower ever. <laughs> That's a fact. Just remember. He knows a lot about climate scientists. Yeah. All right, so fluoride causes retardation in children, Jones says, and he also says that they say fluoride isn't dangerous. Those people are he considers quote flat earthers. Well, you know, credit where credit is due. Jones is against flat earth bullshit, you know, small wins, better than no wins at all, so good. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's it. nice. I'm glad at least he's still a globe head cuck. I mean, at least he's yeah. got that going for him. <laughs> All right. So aspartame is the biggest killer in the U.S. Wow. Just so you know. Yeah. Yep. The biggest killer. Uh-huh. And vaccines are evil, which is, you know. Well, yeah. It's actually Duh. kind of like the July 4th here. July 4th fireworks finale here at the <laughs> end. It's just blast <laughs> after blast of one conspiracy theory after another in a matter of seconds. My brain is going into recovery mode. Wow. Watching this. It's <laughs> Wow. There's so many high level ideas in this finale. One thing I will say, though, is that aspartame does give my fiance headaches. And so basically, that's the same thing as being the biggest killer in the United States. So, you know, I'll give him that. Yep. So the film finally ends with Jones looking at the camera. (laughs) I could just left that sentence there. The film finally ends with Jones looking at the camera saying, quote, you see in the historical record, you see in the facts the government sponsored the controlled terrorism in the final decades of the 20th century going into the new millennium in 2001. This is a call to arms, a call mm. to the information war to wake up your friends, your family, people in your community, your churches, your universities, your schools, not home schools. <laughs> All right. And to realize what we are facing. <laughs> My friends, the evidence is absolutely overwhelming and cannot be denied. All you need to do is check out all the information we have presented here. I have to say also, I I want to point out at the end here that if you decide to waste your time checking out all of this information he presents to you, you will find that Alex Jones has, strangely enough, stretched his narrative to fit the facts. He's also taken a bunch of things way out of context. He also selectively edits Uh, things, slows things down for no reason, Mm -hmm. repeats them. And when I say selectively edits, I mean he keeps in parts that are actually damning to his own conspiracy theories. So there's that at the end. So... Okay. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Well, oh, actually, just say. kidding. Yeah. No, we it's not are over. The kidding. Thought, yeah, we <laughs> are. And you're going to start the music. No, because the film doesn't actually end there. After the film, Jones advertises, you know, for each of his documentaries in detail. Oh. So, yes. And actually, on this part, I did learn, I have to stand corrected, that there is a police state part one. Apparently. Oh, I just, okay. I know, it wasn't listed in the police Wikipedia state document. Part two, listings. the deep yeah. police state. <laughs> The deepest state. And for all the Marvel fans listening out there, I know I said I wouldn't talk about comics again, but the Alex Jones documentary ends with the longest in credit scene <laughs> of all time. <laughs> with still about 25 fucking minutes left on this DVD, Jones appears and says more shit. Ugh. So, yeah, he says, quote, we're going 
to look at some more of the evidence. It's voluminous, to say the least, but we're going to cover some of it. Hmm. Ah, if we, and he starts laughing, ah, if we tried to cover it all, this film would be several hundred <laughs> hours long, literally. Oh, oh, oh. oh God. Did, I thought, didn't he say 10 hours earlier? You know, 10, 100 like it even matters anymore. I mean, nothing just, matters except just your commentary on this episode feels like it's been a hundred hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we're going to end with this. Uh, you know, oh we God. said that if you become a $100 a month patron, we will, uh, we will claim that your public arrest is a false flag. <laughs> also, if you donate a hundred dollars a month, Brent will watch all of the hundreds of hours oh of evidence <laughs> that Alex Jones oh, presents uh, to you directly. Me. He'll do all that work just to send you <laughs> one patron the audio file, because um, that oh, is God. how we work here on None Dare Call It Ordinary. And with that, we are done with part two of our Alex Jones series. We boom are are. <laughs> Thank you for listening to None Dare Call It Ordinary. You can find us on Twitter at NDCIO, Instagram at None Dare Call It Ordinary, and send us an email at None Dare Call It Ordinary at gmail.com. For only $1 a month, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash None Dare Call It Ordinary. For information on all our episodes, as well as links to our YouTube channel and Discord server, head over to our website at NoneDareCallItOrdinary.com. As always, we ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever your podcasts are served. <laughs>